Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Awards Radar podcast. Live on location in Toronto, talking about Telluride, if you can keep all that straight. Uh, Joey here. Uh, Miles has the week off. He is dealing with uh, finally moving the rest of his stuff from Florida to New Mexico. So he'll be back next week. And uh, I believe Steve might actually be back next week. So in the meantime, I found Ryan wandering around Telluride. That is true. That is a true statement. The funny part is there's a lot of wandering, I realize, at Telluride because, first of all, it's very nice out. But also, you know. You're kind of just meandering if you have a weird amount of time. It's interesting. So, yeah. So, Ryan uh, was at Telluride as well. So, we're going to talk about what we both saw. Um, We have a Telluride-related question we're going to answer. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. And if we have time, I'll mention um, what's going on in Toronto. But that will also be the focus of next week. So, I'm not really too worried about talking about TIFF also It's been a lot of travel the last couple days. I know. I I just got home yesterday. And I didn't eat the entire trip because of plane delays and stuff. And and you know all about yeah. that, Joe. And then, yeah, I, I, I've yeah. been to San Antonio once now, yeah. only the airport, and I hate it. Yeah. Well, it's not the best airport. I will say that. Well, I, I didn't get to go to the airport. Yeah. That's, so, yeah. so, yeah. So here's um, – uh, I think Mark talked about it a little bit last week, but in case he didn't, Telluride is a weird spot because it's a box canyon in the middle of – nowhere colorado so to get there is a is a bit of a quirk mm-hmm. if you're coming from the west coast i believe you can fly into telluride yeah they have just, like direct I, flights from los angeles depending on your yeah. air you know carrier yeah. also your finances because I, I believe it is a uh, pricey trip also it yeah. from what i heard was um most people hate it because of the box canyon nature they kind of like i think dive bomb into telluride yeah they do so yeah it's it's for the West Coast, it's more expensive. But like from from my standpoint, like it was much cheaper to go to Telluride than it is to like some of the other festivals that I was going to this year. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, I mean the travel location, the travel sure. yesterday was just ridiculous, and there's always a little bit of delays. Yeah. So, um, but if you can get there by the I mean, grace of God, if you can get there, then it's it's all worth it. I mean, that being said, it is it is a lovely festival. Yeah. Yes. The the ride there was fine. The ride home. For me, it was not. Yeah. I uh, yeah. my plane ran out of gas because we circled Dallas so long, and then my I was supposed to be home at nine o'clock. I got home at three thirty in the morning. Yeesh. So that was a uh, that was a thing. But you know, it was it was nice to be there, and uh, I was there for three days plus a morning, but really only there for two days of movies, and I saw seven things. Ryan, you were there what two days longer than that? Yeah, but I still only I still only saw nine. But it was mostly because like that's the real thing about tell your well, I had to write a lot. I wrote, yeah, so of the same. nine I, of the nine I wrote five. So Okay. Um I've got all my seven out. Yeah. So you can well, well, there you as go. you're listening to this, well, there you, go. you can look at them on the site. <laughs> um but um but yeah, I saw I saw nine. I tried to squeeze in ten, but it was just I I couldn't I couldn't get to it. Um, and I decided to eat rather than just die in a movie theater. Yep. Um, and that's the beautiful I mean, thing I'm, about Telluride. I'm doing that here too. Yeah, that's the beautiful yeah. thing about Telluride is that like you can, you won't see like 
when you go to Toronto or when you're in Toronto right now, Joe, you're going to see like 20, 30, however many movies you want. You could. I'm, I'm actually taking the Telluride approach, which is I'm going to go to more parties. Yes. That's the thing about. We're a little less. Yeah. That's the thing about Telluride is that there's parties and events and uh, things at the festival plan, like uh, the feed or the Memorial Day picnic. And those are those are things that you should go to because yeah, the talent I, goes next year I would like to go like to the picnic. I, yeah. I would like to go to the picnic next year. The the feed was a little disappointing, but that's also just you know, it's gotta feed a lot of people. There's yeah. so much and it's do. on like the main drag and they're like, Okay, we got like an hour, we gotta do it as opposed to like the yeah. the the picnic, which is on Memorial Day, they do it out by the you know, the Werner Herzog theater in that big open space. So they, the, that's like a two to three hour event that you can do. Yeah. I would have, yeah. it's much better than that. the feed. Yeah. You can skip the feed. Oh, and, yeah. You know, like I, I didn't I, go to the, feed, so, I, so no, I, so the, the way it worked was, and, and we'll talk about the movies in a minute, but I'll, I'll give you my schedule just for an idea. The, the feed happened sort of right before the first screening. Cause there wasn't really a lot. Because I, I think the reason they said was school was still in session, right? So things aren't cleared out just yet. So that first day, there's not really um, anything until the the late afternoon. The only screening was the um, the patron screening, which is they do like a welcome. Yeah. Where they go, you know, welcome to Telluride. Here's everything we're playing. We love you. It's a it's a sort of only a handful of people go. It's just for the critics. It's actually a really nice way to to meet and talk to like the festival programmers. Mm-hmm. And, and put your face in with them as opposed to, you know, bigger festivals. That's a lot harder to do. You can kind of get to know the people here, which is, I'm sure, useful. Um, then they showed a movie. The big rumor was um, that it was going to be The Fablemans. Yeah, it was not. It was not. Um, I was I was at a, an event the night before. Um, FYC, it, you know, the, the app for mm-hmm. going to like uh, FYC screenings, held a, a thing at a bar. And... You know, people were having drinks and, and they were like, just order some food. So I stayed a little longer than I was planning. You actually, that's when you walked past me. You mm-hmm. saw me the, the first time there. Um, everyone was was trying to talk about what it might be. And I was explaining why it probably wouldn't be Fablemans for the reasons we all know. Like, it's such a big deal that it was it's going to TIFF. Like, all these various things. So they started talking about the other things. They were all wrong. You know, bar, uh, Blonde and uh, basically, any, you know, The Whale. Anything that was at Venice. Or going to t- uh, TIFF. It wound up being uh, the Icarus follow-up, yeah. which nothing wrong with that, but it was a, an already programmed film, and, and that's not every year, apparently. I, from what I understand, I get conflicting reports about yeah, it. Some so years it's some, an already yeah. programmed, and sometimes it's a surprise. Yeah, I mean, like sometimes it's, it, it's like a surprise, and last year there were uh, surprises that were taken from Toronto and, and Venice, uh, that's how uh, well, that's King thing. Richard and Belfast got taken up at the last second. And uh, so a lot of people, you know, when you do that, Joe, that means that you expect it to happen again. Exactly. And it does. And it no, doesn't this year. But, you know, the, that the, doesn't mean it won't next year because next no, year's the 50th. Well, next year, next year's the 50th. I expect there to be some big stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. the other thing was was Babylon, which yeah, come on. mainly was based in like, oh, Damien Chazelle likes Telluride. You're like, sure. A lot of people like Telluride. Doesn't mean they're coming. Um, they actually they did release that uh, that first uh, handful of images as we're recording this on uh, on Wednesday, so it can it does confirm that it's a big movie like I like I've told people. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't a big deal. The screening, it is what it is. They I think people got spoiled in the same way that like NYFF they launched that they did their first surprise screening that year with Hugo, mm-hmm. like a work in progress screening of one. Holy shit! And then the next year, um, I think it was Lincoln. If my timeline is working out that way, I think so, right? That sounds right. Mm-hmm. 
So people got very spoiled. And then the next year, I think it was while we're young. Yes. And people were less because I remember I remember that Noah Baumbach came out and said, I'm here to introduce Christopher Nolan's Inception. I mean, Interstellar. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, because he even realized, like, people are going to be disappointed that this is what we're showing. <laughs> and in the years since, they've really stopped the secret screening. They just add stuff sort of last minute, uh, which is more what a festival does. Like, the uncut gems in the years past, or I think maybe 12 Years a Slave. Like, they just sort of add a thing. Yeah, um, I mean, it's so, sort of just, you know, there is still a lot of TBAs on the schedule uh, for anyone that... But that's mainly, to- like popular things yeah it's like whatever it's, plays well at the festival. exactly usually that means that just you're going to see everything all over again outside of the the stated times but there are there are some surprises like after sun the a24 film with paul Mescal, that was something that was not initially on the list and that was in i think that was in venice and that was the film that came which isn't a surprise well, that was a canon movie also yeah. yeah and it wasn't a surprise because you know no because it wasn't on that level it was a it was a movie yeah. that unless you're keyed into like you know, can reviews beyond three or four big movies. You didn't know it existed possibly, Yeah, which that's, that's a great way. It's good to take in one or two of those, but you know, everyone tackles festivals differently. Like when we talk about what we both saw, there was a lot of crossover, but it's pretty clear. I went for the seven biggest movies I could find, Yes, which is just a way to do it. Um, that's also, you know, with a day less, you kind of just have to. Um, so what's you want to go? Is it easier to go uh, in terms of the days? I think so. Or should I just it, or whatever yeah, let's, let's or do. whatever you want to do, Joe? Let's, it is your see, show. That's true. Well, we're gonna tell a. Uh, it is my show. Um, <laughs> not even Milo's here to keep me on track. I know. Um, I will. Um, I'll mention the two questions we got okay. from readers, okay. listeners, because we're gonna sort of address them as they go on. Mm-hmm. Um, Lady uh, Mulray said, Fav- "Favorite film seen at Telluride. Favorite performance of the film seen at Telluride." And thank you. So we'll remember to do that as we talk. Okay. Um, and then Kayfley two hundred eight said, "Any below the line Oscar contenders, costume, score, production, etc., emerge from Telluride?" So as we go through them, we will do it. I, I would say, I think almost every movie has some degree of prospects. That we're going to talk about, with maybe two exceptions. I think. I think there might be more things you saw. One film that I saw, or two films that I saw that do not have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's say here. So we uh, I we all arrived mostly on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That's literally your settle in day. Thursday, like we said, there's nothing really going on. You go to the the press thing. People, some people stayed for Icarus. Then uh, Navalny was actually playing in the park. So like that night or that day, I don't remember. But you could you could have seen that. There's free movies periodically. Um, we did our feed, and then the first movie that many of us saw was Women Talking, mm-hmm. and uh, I will say it's I think the best one I saw at the festival. Yeah, it's um I would it's 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 up there, it's up there for me. Um, top three for sure. Uh, I was I was really blown away by it. I going into the festival, Joe. I had it at my number one uh, predicted for best picture. And, uh, and I, so I kind of had a little bit of high expectations personally, just invested obviously in that, but then also just because I love Sarah Pauly's work and I was really moved by the film. I think it is, um, a must see event for the fall for anyone. I do think it's a little bit more accessible than people are going to give it credit for. or going to try to turn it into once we get into the, the bickering and snickering of award season, because there's humor in the film. Uh, there's relatability. It plays like a, it, 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 does play a little stagey yeah but the thing but some people think of stagey 
as a uniformly negative mm-hmm. response. And it's not necessarily like, some, some me, movies are good that way. You know what I mean? Oh, it, yeah. it, it I mean, we're going to, you know, next week when I, when we, when I return, actually, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, I think I'll be just back from Telluride. I'm mean, from Toronto. God, I haven't slept. That's okay. To do the episode next week, which were you on last year? For the the post Toronto episode, I don't remember. I don't think or so, or maybe I was, but I know no. that you were. You may you may not have been because Mark was on, so we yeah. might have been like we have enough people. Yeah. Um, but I basically got off the plane and did the episode. Can't imagine why my ex left me. Um, no, there were different reasons. Yeah. Actually, I don't know what the reason. Whatever. Never anyway, mind. Never don't mind. go we down don't the road. To, we don't need to be talking about this. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the thing that I was going to say was so next week when I talk about the whale, for example. You know, one of the things that you've heard out of Venice is that it very much intentionally is portrayed like a play, mm-hmm. not like a staged, like a filmed play. But he, Aronofsky, apparently very much keeps it like people walk in and out like they're as if they're on stage. Like he keeps the the sort of like claustrophobia of the stage, yeah. which Sarah Polly does to some degree, because it I would say 85 to 90 percent of the movie takes place in a barn mm-hmm. during conversation. So it's not based on a play. But she doesn't decide to open up the sides. I would say mostly it's the like Maliki establishing shots and, and narration, voiceover work. That's when you you they expand out. For the most part, it's a single location. Yeah. Um, so it's like not not and and what I was gonna say was even the darkest Broadway show, you know, tends to have a moment of gallows humor or two. And there is there is some humor in this film. It's not a funny movie by any stretch. No, but it's a very serious topic. Know, yeah. No, she knows when to break the tension just because it's such a serious topic and it's so potentially upsetting that you you need a breather because it's not a graphic film. Okay, so people who don't know, the, the movie is about um, basically they're not Mennonites, but they might as well be Mennonites. And this community, the men have been basically systematically raping the women. I would assume since they established. Like it's just a fact of the matter. That you're going to wake up and having been drugged and be bleeding and bruised and possibly pregnant. And you never see it happening, but there's a number of uh, quick cuts to like somebody waking up bleeding or um, somebody waking up with their teeth knocked out. Like just awful things that had she shown, I think might have been too much for the movie. Yes. But especially there are small children who are being raped in this movie and senior citizens like everyone. If you're a woman in that community, you are fair game. And the, the crux of the movie is, I believe, nine of the women, right? Yeah, it's like, nine no, it's eight. Right it's eight women. And well, it's eight because eight, there's more and a couple leave. But essentially, yeah. a group of women have have gathered um, to decide what to do. So one of them, so a smaller child, like a preteen, I guess she was, yeah. like the couple of them caught a guy as he was like sneaking into their room to do it. Yes. And he ran off, but they... They got him arrested and he's in the city mm-hmm. in jail and the men have gone to like bail him out. So there's this period of time where the women are sort of in charge and they're deciding. They're, well, they're set they with the feel. task of, of by the men to forgive them and forgive this yeah, man for, forgiven. you know, for the sin that he committed or the sins that they have allowed them because uh, the, the men are raping them under the assumption that uh, or telling the women under the assumption that they are that this is God's choice. And he's making, also liar yeah. is what they said. Yeah, they, they, they apparently until now it's all been you're imagining it, you're lying, it's, go, it's ghosts, it. it's you know, it's yeah. demons, it's your this sins. Is, this is the yeah. Their compromise has been well, yeah, we've been doing it, but forgive us. Major gaslighting. So that's major gaslighting. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what they've been told to do. Yeah. So they gather to discuss that and they vote. Um, that is one option. 
Just another mm-hmm. option is to leave. Mm-hmm. Those are just bounce. And the other option is to what they say stay and fight, which they don't fully define. Well, I think but, it I think it um, I mean it means that they're gonna stay and they're gonna stand up for themselves, or they exactly. or they stay and they continue with the status quo of being quiet. And then of course there's there's leaving and up and uprooting yeah. themselves from this from this uh, terrible thing. And and what's so interesting about the film is that it's generational. Obviously, you have these younger uh, girls playing uh, the daughters, uh, you know, of that are about teenagers, and then you have um, Sheila McCarthy and Judith Ivy playing these older, wiser uh, women that have played, uh, uh, that have been a part of this community for such yeah. a long time. And then you have Claire Foy, uh, Jesse Buckley, Jesse and Buckley. Rooney Mara, who they all represent in one way or another, which was what I highlighted uh, in my reviews of the three choices that are being made and they all in their way make an argument it's the film is very 12 angry men they don't really have the yeah yeah 12 angry men for sure they don't really have the three don't really go for the forgive route like that's very much dismissed out of hand pretty early on it's not the forgive forgive it is is the it is the assumption of not forgiving but the, the assumption of just moving on like nothing happened exactly well there's I would say there's there's one one of the three, and we can keep it a little vague, just because part of the fun is watching yeah. the movie. Um, fun in this way. One character, or maybe we'll talk about when we talk about the performance. But one character is very firmly stay and fight. I will kill the men. Yes, if I have to. Mm-hmm. This will not happen to my children. Um, one character is we we just got to get out of here. Like that's that's what to do. That's how to do it. And one is is kind of almost like. I guess it's kind of the Fonda role in a way, just like philosophical about it. Like, well, what if we do like neither option is great, but neither option is bad and doing nothing is unacceptable. Mm. The, the like stay and forgive and just, you know, let it keep happening option is Frances McDormand, which, um, sorry to disappoint those of you who thought she was winning another Oscar unless she wins for producing. She is a cameo. (laughs) She is at best a cameo in this movie. This was, this was, I want to produce the movie and it will help get money if i show up mm-hmm. so i'll do a weekend <laughs> exactly well i mean it's also you know that's the the thing about the festival too and we didn't get to really say that is the the stars the producers the directors of these films they're all there and this yes. crew and they support other films at the same time especially this crew the women talking crew i spoke to a, a rep on i believe it was on sunday uh, evening and when I was uh, seeing one of the other films from the festival and they were talking about how they, they basically deliberately uh, wanted to see all these movies together. The, the, the women that were there along with Francis yeah. and, and that included Rudy and, and Jesse. Well, yeah, they, and all they've, of them. they bomb in, they've bombed into some screening. Yeah. They, they did a lot of them and they were still doing them even on uh, Sunday and Monday before they left yeah. because this will be one of the only chances they get to have the whole team together. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, so uh, it was pretty cool. Also, that is, that is the only thing that's one of the things, not the only thing that separates tell you, right. Is that if you go to support your film, you also get to enjoy a festival. Yes. Like, you know, Sundance, Sundance has a very tiny element of that, but mostly people who like Sundance go when they don't have a film, you know, the Jason Reitman's of the world. And, um, I get, uh, there's a uh, Josh Radner, I think there's a lot of filmmakers who really like Sundance. So they'll go just cause they like to be there. And, you know, um, they'll moderate stuff. Like, I mean, so, for example, I, I tell you right, Barry Jenkins produced one of the films, mm-hmm. but he's partly there because he loves it. He's also... Like, he wants to be there. He also curated... That's the thing about Barry Jenkins. He had a film there that he produced. He was moderating a, uh, a panel 
um, discussion Q&A. Which comes with the territory, I think, of liking it. Yes. I think if you look at who moderated the, the panels, him, Mike Mills. Chloe Zhao. Um, Chloe Zhao. These are people who I would say uh, look to Telluride as a place that made them Well, yeah, in one way or another. Well, Barry used to be so like they, one of the, the programmers or the introductors, and, and he was doing the – he curated the shorts uh, for this year too. So Exactly. People – that's one of the things about in the same way that Ava DuVernay has that like Barry Jenkins has the, you know, I know this world from a different angle. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of goodwill that I can engender at festivals and among, you know, some critics, not not everyone, but some people know me from a different life. And that's listen, it is a it is a really nice feather in your cap. I mean, listen, he didn't win an Oscar for Moonlight because people liked him, but it doesn't hurt. Nope. It never hurts to be liked. Also just um, helps to love cinema. Too. yeah exactly like there's there's a there's a wide that's the thing that's the other thing about about tell you right is everyone there seems to really like film um give or take the rich people who just go because they want to go but that's cool they're all very they're all very friendly mm-hmm. um i didn't run into an asshole the whole time and i was kind of prepped for it uh yeah. but yeah women talking started the festival off strong that was kind of the launch in a way yeah um oscar prospects um let's go across i mean it's a hard one to say it it well i will say this i do think that I do think it, it it could be an across the board contender. Um, sure, th- it'll be in play for things. Yeah, like it'll be. It depends on which of the women get in, but I think they'll all go supporting. I think, I think they're all going to go supporting, and, and they're going to have to choose. I think they're going to choose between. I think. I mean, obviously, they're going to choose between Rooney and Jesse and Claire. I tend to think Jesse Buckley I mean, um, because of pre- Buckley or Foy. Yeah, but I mean, I could see Mara because she's sort of well, the a, conscience and heart of also, it. You know, and she's a two timer, yeah. so you can make the not not in terms of personality. I mean, in terms of two times nominations, you could start to do the she's due bullshit that like yeah is is kind of flexible. She's not going to win for this. No, 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 no. But, a, a nomination uh, for sure. But then I, I think Ben Wishaw. Clearly, well, that's the irony. The most likely nomination the for man. this film is Ben is Ben is the man. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, could be such a crappy character. The one good man. But it's it. He's so good. It, it reads without seeing the movie yeah. as a really crappy character. I'm like, oh, really? There's like one good guy, and like that's that's who's among them. But no, he plays it so well. Yeah. Because he, so he's a he's a guy who left because his mother questioned, and he then came back. And it's sort of it's, – it's not even applied. It's kind of just stated. He didn't come back because he's such a big believer. He came back because he's in love with one of the characters and he just wanted to be be there. And he's the teacher. He teaches the boys. Like he's – he sort of looks at everything as, as one of the few like I can walk between both worlds and obviously can't stop what's going on. But I'm glad it became very clear he doesn't participate. Like that was going to be my worry that it was going to be a shitty reveal like, oh, he's one of them. And that would have not been helpful. Because the movie's not a, like, all men are this movie. It's not really trying to be an issue movie. It's trying to be a, like, well, how do you stand up for yourself and have a voice and make a life for your children movie? And that's way more effective. Yeah. I mean, um, I, mean the, the, I think it it's it doesn't have to be the message movie. It doesn't have to, like, throw it in your face. But it is there. No. Obviously. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be a double-edged sword for it later on in the year when, like... Like, I, I don't look forward to those secret Oscar ballots where, like, it's a, you know, like, uh, you're going to get, like, men's rights guys. Yeah, you're going to get, you're going to get a bunch of assholes in there and, you yeah. know, and, and it um, is what it is. But, I mean, that comes exactly. with the territory. But, but it's, it's, totally. I mean, I, the screenplay, I think, is really strong. 
Um, screenplay should be in the picture. It, it, nothing's a lock right now, but I think it's. I think should it's, be in an okay spot. I think it's in a good spot. I think she's in. Director's I think she's one. in a play for director. Um, yeah, we just it, director's harder to know without knowing the the scope of the race. Now you know, we below the line, maybe production design for that barn and and some of the stuff out there. Maybe, maybe. they really gonna have to hire highlight that. Yeah, the um, costumes. The costumes yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So I, I talked – that's one of the only complaints I heard about the movie was somebody was like the costumes are not right. Yeah. And I don't know how many people care, but if you really are a costume person, you might. Yeah. I mean – I didn't certainly, I just certainly didn't notice. I just – I think of that uh, – The score is very nice. The score is really – the score is good. Um, I think – Who would – the score – interestingly, like several movies had scores by the same people yeah. throughout the festival. So this had um, um, Hildor – Good, no, 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 no. Hildor. Yeah, we're just gonna call her Hildor because I, I, I've never been able. To, I've never been able to pronounce her name, and I feel terrible. Um, I, I've only heard it pronounced properly once. Yeah, and it was in the other movie she composed, which is Tar, which we'll talk about in a yes. couple minutes. Yeah, she's a she's mentioned in Tar while also being the composer of Tar. Nice. Um, but she composed two films, and uh, Reznor, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did too. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It was a good one of it was a good festival for is, scores. Not gonna lie. Yeah, we're gonna talk about them in a little bit. They are going to be nominated again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, this is a women talking is an above the line, more than below the line movie, and maybe a little small for certain things, but certainly will be in play. Yes, um, there is a there is a definitely a world where it gets like screenplay and supporting actor, and that's it, and it's going to be very frustrating. Well, I I think but, I mean there is a world there is a world where this this movie wins best picture. I mean it there is a small world. no it I mean I hey this is this is Plan B and Francis McDormand. So you yeah. can't, can't. I mean, count United Artists is a yeah. United Artists is going to be a question mark. Yeah. Until we see how they campaign it. Yeah. But also, you know, it's a small movie, which is a little harder to pull off. True. Um, but it we'll is. See. I it don't is know what timely their strategy is. every single day. Yeah. When the it world has is the crumbling. Factor. You know what I mean? <laughs> it has the quality factor. Yeah. Um, it just depends on how it stands up to the competition. Like, uh, like you know, we, I, I, I spoke kind of like, head in the clouds a little bit about Coda winning you know, earlier on in the year, but it never really felt like a possibility until you saw what it was up against. And then it was a clear, like, okay, if it's going to be Coda or the power of the dog, now I understand why it has a chance. Mm. They're such different films. They appeal to such different groups. It is very much just which group is bigger. Yeah. You know, if, if women talking's competition is, I don't know what the biggest, you know, like the Fablemans, maybe, but like the Fablemans could also be, very much a crossover movie and a crowd pleaser. Yeah. So like, I don't know. So if it was Coda Belfast, I don't think Coda wins. No. I think enough people would have, would have been like, oh, Belfast is fine. We'll be happy with it. Um, whereas let's say like maybe Babylon, yeah. if that's really good, but yeah. also like a little out there. Yeah. That, movie, it, that movie is going to be out there. We talked about that. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I've, I've talked about this. I've hinted about some stuff. I've read the script. Like it's definitely toned down. Because it has to be, but that movie is going to be closer to the Wolf of Wall Street than La La Land. Yeah, and and I and I'm and I'm be, all ready for it. To be fair, oh no, like I there's a there's a not zero chance that's my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. But you know, there's without uh, you know, like we'll talk about another movie in a little bit that might have been more of a competition than than, than we'll see. But um, yeah, once we know what what the like fifteen likely nominees are mm-hmm. for the ten slots, then you'll have a better idea. Yeah. So one thing that's not going to be in the best picture lineup, I would say, is what we were uh, ushered over to see next. Um, and I will say kudos to Netflix for making sure we saw the movie. Yes. Which yeah. some of that is, you know, 
I, I guess some of you guys, some people, some listeners like assume this and some don't know, but like, you know, it helps to have good relationships with these people. Yeah. It doesn't mean you like or dislike their stuff or give them any favorable treatment, but part of the, you know, cause they, they're professionals. They understand like we're doing a job just like they are, but well, if getting they want us to see people, the film and review it on time, there's, you know, exactly. there's, another, there's like a, Hey, we'll get you there. And so, Oh yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. There are some publicists who very much try to keep their distance from you and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And there are some that are happy to be a little more buddy, buddy, but also are aware that like, well, that doesn't matter if I hate your movie, I hate your movie. It's just, it's nothing personal. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what I think is the best part about some of these relationships. I'm not talking about Netflix, not just in general. There are uh, publicists who you can become friendly with who completely understand, you know, because that's the thing. You never want to be in a position where you don't feel like you could be honest. And yeah. if you're being, if, if we're being honest, they don't want you to do that either. They want an honest response because they can't formulate their strategies. Yeah. Like if everyone just blew Netflix, for example, and told everyone every movie they had was amazing, they would never be able to figure out their strategy. Mm-hmm. Like as much as we complain about their strategies sometimes – a lot of it is based on how we react to things. Well, they, I mean, publicists ask all the time, not just Netflix, but everybody asks all the time. Like I had, I had somebody ask me about, um, those PR rep awards rep for, uh, you know, women talking, asked me what, what I should do with the girl, what they should do with the girls. And I said, you should run them all in supporting. Don't run a lead. Yeah. Cause you won't get that person in lead. You know, no, there's no better option. No. Like if you run, if you run two people in lead and one in supporting, you're sacrificing two people. Yeah. And, and you're making it easier you, for the other person, obviously, but you know, maybe, and maybe even not depends on, cause you don't know who the favorite is right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, like imagine, imagine if I can't think of the right example, but like when you've had a situation like this, if you pick the wrong person, you might get nothing. Yeah. And you know, without knowing you can't sacrifice anyone just yet. So you just have to go with, well, one of them will get in and we'll, you know, let the, let the critics groups and, and. Essentially, that's what's going to happen. Phase one, the critics group are going to decide who the, who the player is. Yeah. And then they'll back it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah. So all this to say we were taking – whisked away to see Bardo. Mm-hmm. All 37 and a half hours of Bardo. <laughs> uh, now, the interesting thing about Bardo was we saw it hot on the heels of Venice sort of hating the movie. Yes. Which was um, – I don't want to say they were taken aback by it, but you could definitely see that like they were very eager to hear what we thought. Mm. By comparison, mm-hmm. um, especially since some of the reviews were, um, let's say, bad. They were not in terms of like panning the movie, but like we're assent- like it's hard to say. like we're essentially saying like this filmmaker almost shouldn't be allowed to tell this story. Which like it was it was like, very it felt very if if you don't mind, Joe, it felt as because I spoke to Inuritu about this at at the Netflix party. And he's come out and made statements that are kind of, I think, even a little bit more. Uh, well, they're yeah, still he hasn't nicer. Than, with those statements, yeah, but. they're they're nicer than than what he was telling me, and I kind of agree with them. Is that uh, they were bullshit because yeah, these reviews I mean, because it was like we live we're living in a time right now where there are so many films that are being directed by white directors that are their love letter or their their personal history or whatever and critics are going absolutely you know gaga for him and then this sure. guy comes in and does his version a take on yeah, that. A, yeah a take on it a little bit more obscure a little bit more surrealist whatever you know nothing crazier than you know what you would think uh any else well, not in terms have. of that story in terms of the content very crazy yeah that's, but but that's, it's but it's in a way i you know because i like the film i think a little bit more than you do um is more than is yeah <laughs> is that it's ambitious 
and bold in yeah, in, in a way that is, like the Fablemans will be more straightforward, right? Or Belfast, or or any of things like that. I mean, from what I've heard, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't. You, that that's one of the things that I anyone who knocked it for being ambitious, like it has ambition in spades. It has um, like passion in spades. Like it is it is at its best doing some of that. Like for example, so I I'm. I'm very mixed on it. I'll, I'll honestly say part of the reason I went just a little bit over to the other side and went positive as opposed to rotten, if you want to go rotten tomato style, was because I do not want to be associated with those people. Um, like, it's not that he shouldn't tell this story. Like, of course he should be able to, and it should be celebrated. Um, my my point was, I just, it's not that the story didn't merit the, the timing, but the filmmaking style just dragged out the story. Like, I, I was talking to, to someone about it, like, and I don't know what you would cut because I think it's was it three hours and four minutes or something like that. It's, it feel it's punished. It's, it's punishing I think it's like two fifty six, but it is it's pushing it to. 30. I think it might be two fifty six without credits. Yeah, but it's but so, I like, would say stuff in the third act. I think it's the it's some, third act is you know third act is good. I love the second it's just act. Getting there, I love the second act. There, See, I love the getting I would there. Say there's, and and I love the journey of all that. Uh, there's some there's some stuff that, like maybe cut you know some, a little bit of the beginning. I mean there's 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 some fat to be cut, but overall I think it's no, you know a really I, good movie. So I forget yeah. who. I don't remember who said it, but I I agree wholeheartedly. You don't have to lose any scenes, but you could basically trim almost thirty seconds off of every scene. Yeah, pretty much. And have a you could have a I don't know if you would have a two hour movie, but it would be a much more manageable movie. It would be, it thing. would be it's tighter. Very, yeah, it's it's a loose movie, and I and, exactly. and, I, it's a loose and I embrace movie. that. You know, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong. With he's it. I just, he's at the level me, of of being able to get a check from Netflix yeah, sure. and and do whatever the hell he wants. Like no more, oh, yeah, di- no more different than Marty's at the level. Not saying that he's the level of oh, Marty, yeah. but I, I mean, Irishman's no. three and a half hours long. You know? I mean, I jokingly I said it to Netflix and they agreed, like or or just joked or laughed at me, but they they got it. I was like. You know, no one goes, hey, it's time for my passion project. I need uh, 10 million in 90 minutes. Like it's always the $100 million three-hour movie. And that's just, you know, because it wouldn't be your passion project. It would have already been made. Um, So like it's well acted. There's some real standout scenes. I really love um, the party. Yes. Thrown for him with the dance. Um, There's just some real pure like joy there. I do think the third act, when it gets, sort of explains what it's actually doing, is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would almost make the argument you could have started with that and been a little clearer about what was going on. And I don't know that it would have been a different movie. Mm-hmm. But there's also and like there's a there's a very funny um, moment involving oral sex that is uh, yeah. very amusing and kind of creepy. Yeah. But then there's also a lot of scenes of wandering, and I get it because it's very much about a state of mind and a feeling of not having a place. Yeah, but. There's a lot of them, and they go on for a long time. Like, um, I specifically am thinking of when he's in that, like that city area, almost like a Inception-looking kind of situation. Yeah, it's a, it's and when then, when he starts grappling with the stuff with like Cortez and stuff like that. It's like exactly and the like, history. It, you know? Well, the history is the history is an, is an interesting thing. I, I it might be it might be a better as a different move as its own movie, but that's yeah. not a that's not a quality judgment. That's a well, I don't know. The, I, I mean, don't know the, to to tell everyone what, a little bit of what it's about, it's about like a journalist slash documentarian who uh, is a Mexican. It's sort uh, of Mexican, about Inuri too. Yeah, it's sort of about Inuri too, who's basically you know like the storyteller who is getting receiving these awards from both uh, his homeland in Mexico and his new home that he immigrated to like twenty years ago in the United States out in California, 
and it's sort of juggling the 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 weight of of who he really is the nationalism you know bardo is a, is kind of like a euphemism for being kind of stuck in the middle not knowing where you are it's a it's a buddhist uh, yeah. terminology yeah. right yeah and so ultimately um this is this is just a movie about i think really using as a cipher for Inuritu in his older age to to you know figure out where he is at within the culture sure. within his life within his family and what his legacy I will wonder, be and i think it's i think I, for me um what works for me and i'm not saying this about you joe uh, i'm saying this yeah. mostly about the the venice people um is well, the is the 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 standpoint of not allowing this film to take you know to, to give it a chance because i felt a lot of those yeah, reviews yeah. were we already know what this movie is going to be because we hate this guy because uh, we love Boyhood and Grand Budapest and they should have won Best Picture and The Revenant was a sure. snore awesome. and George Miller should have won director. So fuck this guy and his five Oscars and we're going to take him down to peg. And that's what it seemed like. And it's I mean, like that's wrong to do, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think I, I don't think I would have given him any of the five that he had. Well, I wouldn't but. have either. But but the reality is he has them. And this is a exactly. movie that deserves a fairer shake than what it is. And I mean, that's, that's you know? unless they've done something poor, um, as a person, like I understand if someone can't give Woody Allen a shot anymore. I understand if, um, David O. Russell, yeah. you know, any, any of the problematic filmmakers, if you can't give them a shot, that's, that's totally valid. But if you're, if you're able to, you need to meet them at whatever they're doing. Yeah. Like, and obviously like a Woody Allen has gotten even for me to admit, like very lazy in his old age, but like also who cares? Like he's in his eighties. Like, more power to him. Um, but for, for this film, I do wonder if to some degree there's a line in the movie where he says, um, success is my biggest failure or some, something along those lines. Like that if maybe that rubs people the wrong way of like, oh, I'm sorry. I feel so bad for you. Like it's obviously not about specifically his success. Mm-hmm. It's about much deeper things and much more um, personal elements there. But I think if you're looking for a reason not to like the movie, he does give you the ammunition. Mm-hmm. So it it really needs you to go in with a with an open mind. Like I think my my immediate tweet after was like, it's a big ask. Like it is, and I think even Netflix admits it. Like it is a big ask. I think it is sort of mislabeled as a above the line Oscar front runner. This is a big budget international film, which is great. We don't have enough of them, but it is far more situated as a uh, international feature player. And maybe a, a um, director play. You got to you got to go in thinking less about like, oh, this is the next Birdman, this is the next Revenant. It's not trying to be that. This is this is closer to like. It's gonna sound weird, but go with me. Like a Synecdoche, New York. Like very quickly, you go, okay, he's not making a movie meant to win awards. He's doing what means something to him, and maybe you'll catch up to it. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it being kind of out. I don't think it's out. I don't, I don't know that it's out either. I don't think it's out it's because a- I could very much see this being the movie, Joe, that, well, one, there's still tons of critics haven't seen it yet. Um, sure. That will, that will help. That'll help it. If it levels out, or which hard. I think we it don't will, know I think it'll get to like 65, you know, percent or which whatever. Is which low. is still low. Like but, I, so Telluride, Telluride was, I would say, mixed leaning towards positive on it. Yeah. It was better than uh, Venice. Yeah, no one hated it. No, I think the the general consensus was closer to me than you. Yes, but in a way that's still like, cool. I'm glad I saw it. God, I wish this was shorter. But and you know what? That's fine. But also too, a lot of creatives 
like a lot of directors and actors. Oh, yeah. People that I talk to will like this movie. They can't talk enough about it. And most of those people that are are staying stuff, they're Academy voters. So people out there that think that this thing is dead or want it to be dead. It's not going away. Don't don't no, think no, it's, it's going away. Dead. And and it's so just, uh, it's not maybe the across the board contender that some people like in every single category, no. but it could still land a world there. There is a world where it could land six nominations in Best Picture. That's a, that's still on the table. Yeah. No. I I mean of course because I would it's going to walk in with scenario. one anyway with international features. International. Yeah. Of course they're gonna they better they better submit it. like it should it should like a a focused campaign could probably get. Well, yeah, international, and then maybe Cinematog- director, cinematography, and cinematography. Like it, I think they should think Cold War. Yeah, I mean, like, and which I think is those three: director, cinematography, and, and international. And like he, that's and that's and let's, that just, and let's just say this: he gets actors in. Daniel Jimenez Gacho. Every I think it's ever every film since Twenty One Grams has gotten an Oscar nomination for an actor. If they push it behind there, that actor is. This will be a harder sell. It would be, but, but it's actor, also like if you love Inuritu, you're gonna love this. You love this guy, and he's in almost every scene. So if you if if you love him and you love the movie, yeah, then you would be a backer. So we'll see. This is, I think, closer to an X factor than anything else. It's not out. It's just you have to readjust expectations. Yes, I think it's 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 much better suited to be sort of not on the fringes, but closer to where you would have a high-profile international film yeah think more if this wasn't in your r2's movie think about where you would put it you'd probably have it close to like 12 15 something like that and that's a good spot for it let it um build up goodwill because i think part of that was also the expectations took it down a peg so we will see so um those were the two i saw that night mm-hmm. um and then i saw five movies on uh saturday I'll talk about those, and then you, you'll chime in when you saw them, and then you'll fill in with the ones that you saw that I didn't. Okay. Um, I started off in the morning with Armageddon Time. Yep. Which I don't think you saw. I did. Oh, wait, you did see it? Yes. Excellent. Cool. Um, I liked it quite a bit. Now, I really like James Gray. So I, I was, love James Gray. Yeah. yeah. So I was pretty set to like this movie. I think – so Little Odessa is good. I think The Yards and We Own the Night are kind of his weaker efforts. They're still good. They're just – they're not. He was so, trying yeah, to make, they're they're good. They're not great. They're fine. He wasn't in a position to tell the tell studios what to do yet. No. And you can tell there's a little bit of like, well, make your gangster movie here. And he's like, well, I'm not making a gangster movie. They just happen to be kind of gangsters. Mm-hmm. Um, Two Lovers is amazing. It's probably his best film. Mm-hmm. Um, and but just no one saw it because Joaquin Phoenix will always kind of be mad at Joaquin Phoenix for torpedoing that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Lost City of, of Zed is good. No. Oh. But also like. For me, I think that's his least personal movie, so that that but it also, takes it down but it also a little rules. bit of peg. Yeah, the movie rules. Oh, it's great. Um, the uh, the immigrant is good. Yeah, but um, maybe should have been a little better. I, Just because it, like, like it, it seems so up his alley. It's good. Like I don't think he's made a bad movie, and I love Ad Astra. Yeah, Ad Astra rules. Listen. He made a he made a sci-fi Bruce Springsteen song essentially yeah. about fathers and sons yes. like very a, that is a, that is a wonderful description for that. It, it's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Like if you can think of like like my father's house, the Springsteen song. Just imagine if that was a science fiction movie with like. But I think he he reached a point where he he knows how to deal with people better because like 
the yards or we own the night. Like the stuff that was a little more um, generic felt very shoehorned in. And like he lost an argument here. It felt like, you know what? I'm from from Jump Street. I'm going to throw in like a laser shooting car chase mm-hmm. on the moon just because it sounds fucking cool and it'll get everyone off my back. I gave them their action scene. The rest of the movie can be whatever I want, which side note, still love that he put a Hudson News on the uh, space station on the moon. Yes. Amazing point. So Armageddon time. I don't think it's fair to say it's his Belfast because it's it's thinking about different things, but it is a seemingly autobiographical film about growing up in Queens in the, in the 80s. Um, but it's definitely, I think, his most personal film. And probably, and not necessarily his most emotional, but his least clinical, I guess. Like, Two Lovers is pretty warm also, mm-hmm. but also depressing. This movie is less depressing. I don't know that it's hopeful, because it really kind of is about the crumbling of America. Um, but is understanding i think because all the characters are flawed to one degree or another yep so this is this is a um junior high school aged boy in queens his parents are decidedly middle class his grandparents are upper middle class they're a they're a pretty standard like jewish family i love love that they have bagels and locks in one scene as like brunch Mm -hmm. such a like culture see this is the thing that people missed with bardo if you're so like you know, your generic white guy critic at Venice, it seems, didn't get any of the cultural specificity, so it was boring to him. Yeah. I, I mean, or her. I Obviously, I don't get all of the cultural specificity, but I have a little bit more of an open mind, so I was aware that I was watching someone's story. Here, you know, I, the, the details are different, but, like, this is closer to my story in a way. So, like, seeing that really brings feelings home. So it that's the thing. Understanding that it does it for someone is as important as whether you get it or not. So, um, he's a, he's an okay, he's kind of a pain in the ass, the kid. Like, he's not a bad kid, but he's probably how we all were at like 12. He's a, he's a dick, but like a harmless one. Um, his teacher doesn't like him. He sort of becomes the outcast along with the, the African-American student who there's some pretty overt racism going on. Yes. Uh, his parents are more casually racist. Like they're not bad, but like, you know, when, when he, they get caught smoking and, and, and his mom and dad decide they're going to take him out of public school and put him in private school, she says, like, you know, you're not to hang out with that boy. And he goes, why? And she start, she kind of says, like, you know why kind of thing. They, they, the very easy answer of, like, oh, because he's, he's that. And, and the movie, to its credit, could have just left it as, like, well, they're, that's how they are and that's not right or wrong. But the grandfather, um, so uh, Anne Hathaway is the mother. Jeremy Strong is the father. Very interesting character. She's like vaguely politically ambitious and very concerned about her kid's well-being, but also, you know, how it looks on her. He's a plumber and and you get the sense, feels the weight of the world very much, mm-hmm. like wishes he had a better life. So it's very much, I need my son to have, a, my sons to have a better life, which manifests itself into a very good scene at the end. But um, Anthony Hopkins is, is the grandfather, is Aaron, and he is the opposite He's the one who tells – there's a – it's an amazing scene at the park where he tells his his grandson when his, when the kid is explaining that like at the new school, they say the N-word. Like they're, they're even – they're very overtly racist. We'll talk about the school in a second. And he says, well, what do you do? And he says, oh, I ignore it, of course. I don't say it. And his, his point is no. You tell them they're wrong. You be a mensch. You, you do – you stand up for the right thing. And, and very much the movie is about how hard that is. 
especially when you're pursuing the American dream. It does not reward you standing up for yourself, essentially. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think you were higher on this film than I, I was. I thought that the film, when it focused on um, basically James Gray's family and him, essentially, I thought that that stuff was interesting. Like the stuff, at, the, the stuff at home, I think is the best part, and especially the stuff sure. with the kid and Anthony Hopkins. Like that is that that is amazing. That's Anthony amazing. Hopkins. He's incredible is, again. It's not surprising. He's one of the best actors of all time. Like we get it. And it's it's not even like it could be a very easy like sleepwalking role, but he makes it look so effortless yes. when it is a. Um, it's pretty generic. A heartbreak. Like, you know, it's a grandfather and, in a way. Yeah, and grandson sort of thing. But the I think the problem for me, Joe, is everything else. So like I think the a, the the racial sort of commentary, it's sort of uh, the there's fruit still I think left on the vine, it doesn't really have a bite to it. I think then the the private school I stuff. I think this is a new edit, right? I think so. Like I would have minded. I, I would a assume they trimmed. End. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like the longer edit, I would love to see. Usually James Gray films, there's always another edit. Um, yeah. And, well, that's the and, thing about yeah. the thing about. I think you're right in that that's the weaker stuff. I still found that it worked, but so he gets to this private school and that um, stuff did not work for me at all. Well, it's a lot of shorthand. Yeah. And I think the movie, well, I liked it. I would have definitely loved it if they went more into that. Cause essentially the shorthand is Fred Trump is the benefactor at the school and Marianne Trump is the, gives a speech about like nothing's handed to you. You know, the irony being these are all spoiled people who get everything handed to them. Yeah. But it's it's kind of there and gone. And then you're just sort of meant to internalize that for for the ending, which essentially shows you that so his his friend, the African American student, and Paul, the the our protagonist, both get into trouble and their outcomes are very different. And it's it's a somewhat simple point for for the amount of time you've spent watching it kind of build to that. Because the, the movie doesn't hide the fact that like is not going to go well for um do you remember the kid's name the other kid oh gosh i'd have to look it, it up yeah i don't remember off the top of my head I just, but but that that child you know he, he doesn't have a great home life like he kind of is almost dropped out of school like he's he's set up for failure and this family yeah the graph family is very much setting up paul for success they even had the the scene i was talking about with um mark strong is they both get in trouble and essentially the cop recognizes him as like a friend and lets the kid go where that's not going to happen for his friend. And Jeremy Strong is basically explaining, this is not good. This is not fair, but I have to let this happen if I want you to succeed. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's sort of that's what I in my review when I was talking about the cost of the American dream. You have to take a break at someone else's expense. And it, it, there's also other stuff like Reagan is getting elected at the same time. And like, you know, they talk about it's it sort of implied that's the fall of this particular version of the Amer- of America with a through line because of the Fred Trump stuff to to Donald Trump. You know, Reagan was the first to sort of say, I, I mean, even though I think Nixon was really the first, but to let you kind of be racist and be, be OK with it. Obviously different than what we've got to now. But it was uh, it's ambitious is the thing. It has a lot to say. And I think the stuff that works less well than the family stuff is saved because of how well the family stuff works. You, you, you are invested in the family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it yeah. was definitely the, the lesser film I saw of the festival. It doesn't mean that I hate sure. it or anything. It was just 
no. not to the level of, of what it was a little bit disappointing for yeah. me because I love James Gray so much. And um, yeah, sometimes you get let down, I mean, by, I would, I would let put, down by your favorites sometimes. It's probably my my number three of his. It's definitely below Two Lovers and Ad Astra. Oh, I love, uh, I, love awards, I love Two Lovers and Ad Astra, so I can't put it there. But it's somewhere in yes, the middle I, of the pack. Well, they're definitely the top two. Yeah. Sure. Beyond that, malleable. Um, Awards-wise, limited prospects. Hopkins don't don't rule out. Um, basically, the acting is potentially in play, and the screenplay is potentially in play because also James Gray never been nominated. This could be his welcome to the club. Beyond that, I, I'm skeptical. Though, if it does get like Hopkins screenplay Hathaway, let's say, then you have to consider it for picture. Yeah, because it, it will play better, I think, to the Academy and to sort of like the first week New York, LA, like limited release crowd. Yeah. Then I think necessarily will. I think the other focus feature film is going to be more of their concern. And I think this one will go by the wayside, but, uh, probably even though this is the easier watch, but it is, but the, the, the other one will be, there's a very easy sell about the other one, which we'll talk about in a moment. Yes. Um, so my second movie of the day was, was it that one? No, it was empire light. No, it it was empire light. Yeah. So we saw empire together next. Exactly. So we saw Empire of Light next. That was the other like massive debut film. Yeah. World premiere. Um, very good movie. My second favorite of the festival. Yeah, it was a good movie. Um, while being different than it's being sold. Like if you think you're watching a movie about a movie theater, you kind of are. You're, you're watching you're a movie of... about the people that make the movie yeah. theater. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. That, it's that it's as much. Yeah, it's a May December romance as much as anything else. But gender gender flipped nicely. Um. Olivia Coleman is excellent. She's a, a troubled woman uh, working at the the theater who um, becomes interested in this younger employee who starts there, and and they kind of open each other up to let them sort of see the world in a way that they haven't previously. But there's also other people at the theater, some of whom don't really serve a ton of purpose besides just being nice presences. Um, but then there's also like the projectionist, which leads to two very very good two best scenes in a movie for my money um, when he explains what a projector actually does and how it's cinema is literally playing a trick on your brain and your eyes. Um, also my, like I, I told you and people know my grandfather was a projectionist. So I straight up cried during that scene. Um, or when he teaches, um, Michael Ward's character to do a changeover, like the burn in the screen. Now you have to flip it. So the next reel comes in all those things, such clear memories for me. Um, clearly something Sam Mendes, uh, cares about. The it is a little bit of a shaggy movie. Like it's it's a little long for the story it's telling, but looks great, well acted, fucking amazing score by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Super tender score is the thing. Like they are getting really good at like the light emotional strings of it all, and it's it's wonderful. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a crowd pleaser, but also maybe missing that like warm fuzzy feeling. That like a Belfast kind of gives you. I think it's it different. does. I it's think not- it. I think it does. But then it undercuts its own self by the end, because like yeah, you and little- I talked, there is an ending to this movie that would have been so much better than what we got, and it's like five minutes before yeah. the actual movie ends. So it's like a tiny issue. Yeah, but it's enough that you really wish that he'd ended at the point he, he, the if point he, he did. Ended you're on. like, damn, that's a that's a best picture winner possibly. Exactly. You know what I mean? You're like, holy yeah. hell, he collected it all together and then they and then they um, do sort of like what i think uh spielberg does with like lincoln they give you five extra minutes and you're like oh you know in your heart your yeah, heart sinks a little love, bit they, but the film just got cut and made 
by the time we saw it, it was like the week before they finished it and we were the first to see it. So maybe it changes. I don't know. Um, but if it does, it cuts out like a lot of heart and, uh, I don't think they're going to cuts out a lot of like, um, what's the, like uh, it cuts out a lot of what's the word, Joe, I'm, I'm tired as well. It cuts off a lot of just like basically the loose ends of everything. Yeah. Which, which maybe they do like, but there's also some really fun things to it that will play well for a film fan. Like, cause it takes place in the eighties. So the, the marquee keeps changing Mm -hmm. and the movies they're showing evolves. And I just love that they're, they're clearly movies that, that Sam Mendes likes, but like you never, you rarely see like stir crazy be like so heavily featured in a movie, but like, (laughs) it's so cool that like stir crazy gets like mentioned at least once and shown on screen once. And is the marquee at one point, like, I just love that he's like, yeah, I grew up and I watched that movie. And I, he probably loved the Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor movies, and I do too. Like, mm-hmm. I would argue maybe See No Evil, Hear No Evil is better, even though I know most people don't like that one as much. Mm-hmm. But that's the fun of this. I'm just like, what did you grow up watching? You know, we all have our things. Like, um, I'm, I'm, I would imagine Mike Ryan, he writes about this a lot about like kind of cable watching when you were a kid. Um, for me, like Channel 11, WPIX in New York, would always have like a Saturday afternoon movie. And it was, and it was, there was no rhyme or reason to it. Like, that's how you would see, like, maybe, like, Spaceballs or, like, a Swamp Thing. Like, they don't have anything in common with each other. But, like, Brewster's Millions, like, all the Short Circuit, Short Circuit 2, like, all these movies that, like, they may not be amazing, but you, you find that you like them because they hit you at the right time. And that's a thing that's very much about this movie as well. Yeah. Being hit at the right time. Mm-hmm. It's deceptively simple for getting, like, a little convoluted with its, like, <clears throat> character work. They, 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 they really like to, pour on things that are wrong with Olivia Coleman's character. Yeah, but keep in mind she's amazing. She is extraordinary in the film though. And so is Michael Ward. I think that who's yeah, yeah. Michael Ward is a real discovery. Yeah. Olivia Coleman, I almost wonder if when he cast her, he was like, well I gotta give her more and more to do. So he made <laughs> it's the like they were adding like it on. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I like if she was just a sad, withdrawn, like had a breakdown character, that'd be great. But to make her like like she's almost sort of kind of suddenly unstable. Yeah. In the, in the second half, which I guess they have that one thing about her not taking her... Her medication. Lit, her lithium or whatever she was on. But, like, it's just... Or, like, the stuff of Colin Firth is really unnecessary. It's fine. It's an excuse to have him in the movie. Mm-hmm. And kind of kind of funny just to watch him, like, sadly fucking her. Mm-hmm. Um, they're having, an, they're having like, a very emotionless affair. Um, I guess she just is, like, better... You know, I can't say no, and he's sort of preying on her. Also, like, kind of friendly. It's a weird, That's the thing. The character is not played as a villain, but also is doing, like, a pretty shitty thing. Mm-hmm. So you really don't know what to do with him. Yeah. You probably could have lost him, honestly. I think, I, to, to me, like, one of the things is obviously the little bit of the ending, but also I would have loved to have, like, a little bit more of Toby Jones. I think, like, he was... Yes. He was, like, two more scenes or just an extended scene from getting, like, to me, like, oh, that's a guy getting supporting actor nomination 100%. because like because those two scenes that made me cry are amazing yeah because because of the fact that and he's like you know because of the fact that he is an actor that i think has been beloved by so many people for such a long time feels like a very much like a kieran sure. hines sort of thing from last year sure and he's like he's like a flinty like projectionist it's great yeah like for this industry that loves like film for him to be like the guy that's like explaining what a projector is like if he had like that emotional like there's a scene where he talks about like his lot like his forgotten family or whatnot and 
he doesn't get to like go more than just like one word about it or one sentence. And it's like, damn it, give him a little bit more because he need the scene needed it and he needed it. But otherwise, like Coleman, yeah. I don't like to say things are safe for Locke, but she's looking real good for a nomination. Yeah, I didn't have her in my five pre-festival. I think it's a safe. Like she's not going to win. I think we're like, I a- think we're coming out of this festival, Joe. I think we're coming out with like three of the five spots looking really good already for actress. For actress. Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, is the third one Michelle Yao? Yes. Okay. Because we well, because because she was, she there, was there at the festival, sort of. Yeah, it was like it was a weird thing. So they had like a 30th anniversary. Focus Features did a 30th anniversary of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, at Telluride, and was Q and A'd with her there. Yeah. And, and it was like what timing? It was like, um, yeah, of course you're here. You know, as yeah. these other contenders yeah, she, are coming, I, it's I a great say, move by A twenty four. Yeah, the focus, the focus dinner party I went to for a little bit because I had to. So after this, I saw three more movies, mm-hmm. and in between, I went to this party for a little bit. I wish I'd stayed longer because a lot of people showed. Like it was, like Bill Nye was there the whole time, and I kind of just wanted to talk about about time with him. I didn't know but, he was there. Oh my god! Yeah, he was. He was like sitting and dining. Um, Leia Sado was there, mm-hmm. and I tried not to like you know propose to her. Mm-hmm. Um. And, I, and Michelle Yao came at one point. I was talking to one of the heads of Sony Classics, which is always an interesting thing when they just sit you there. And I'm like, I'm not important to you. Um, we actually were talking about hockey at one point. It was very funny because I, I don't know how it came it came up that I'm a I'm a Devils fan. He talked. He he brought up. It it doesn't sound as bad as this, but it, it came up nat- naturally. He was like, he was in the locker room when, when they won one of the cups. I was like, well, I can't have this conversation anymore. I can't compete with that. Um, but that's the fun of those things. Like you, everyone just kind of like treats you like a person, and it's very, it's very lovely. Um, so Empire of Light, Olivia Coleman, probably getting nominated. Picture, probably going to get in. Yeah. But in the back end, I would say like the six through ten area. Yeah. Um, Mendes is a possibility. Screenplay is a possibility. The score, I think, could win. The cinematography could get in. It's Deacon's editing. Lee Smith's editing. It's gonna. It could be. It, I feel like it's not going to be a beloved film because it's an easy film to pick on if you want. It is, but, but it's going to be. But it the, also could be one that gets swept up with with heart. It's got a lot of heart to sure, it. Sure, it's going to be like yeah. I would say like seventy five percent of Rotten Tomatoes, and it's going to be the movie that gets like six nominations that people are like, "Well, this one got six. You know, it's going to be that movie. Yeah. Um, and then I stayed for After Sun, which I don't think you saw. Right? No, I stayed. I was there with you. Oh yeah, we did. Okay. I don't remember who, because I was going to leave and someone talked me into it. I was like, fine, whatever. Fuck you. I'll stay. Um, I was, I don't want to say I was indifferent to the movie because it's nice, but it's so quiet and so small that I think some of its intended effectiveness is washed away because it's idea. The idea at the core of it is amazing because I, I went in blind. I just knew people loved it at Cannes. So it's a, it's a young girl, preteen, like right on the cusp of teenager puberty, that era on a summer uh, vacation with her dad, single father. He's pretty young. I would say he's probably 30. So like, he gets mistaken as like the older brother. And it kind of becomes clear that this is also her remembering this this uh, vacation when she's a, a grown woman and kind of trying to figure out who her father was and maybe like did this vacation form who I was. And it's it's lovely, but it's very small. I would argue that you maybe can't answer those questions <laughs> because it's so low key about what it goes into. But the idea, amazing. Yeah. I just maybe, like, I, I, thumbs up. But, like, I would have maybe loved if this was Charlotte Wells' second or third film. 
where like she was at the height of her powers. So Barry Jenkins produced this one. This is like his baby that he brought out. So in the way that, you know, Barry Jenkins made Medicine for Melancholy and I think maybe another film, right? Moonlight's his third film. No, Moonlight's his second and Medicine for Melancholy is his first and then um, If Bill Street. Yeah. So my, so same idea, like, if Moonlight was Barry Jenkins' first movie, I don't think it's, it plays quite as well because he hasn't figured out. He oh, no, I think that yet. No, I think if it's his first movie, people are like losing their even more of their minds. Well, no, if it's that good, yes, but yeah. I think it wouldn't be as good. I think he'd still be working out some of the first film kinks. Yeah, that's what and you think, think this is for Afterson? Ever so slightly. I think if she had made one or two other films, yeah, it would just be like everything would click in the same way that like – so wild comparison – Jason Reitman, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you for smoking. Good movie, but shaggy, right? Yeah. Kind of. But then we get Juno, to like up in the air, right? And yeah, like, Juno's a good mm-hmm. movie. Juno's a really great movie, but the screenplay is really doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Yeah. You get the up in the air. He's fully formed. I don't know that that movie works as well if it's his first or second film. Yeah, I think with. So I think there's, yeah. there's that here. I think with After Sun for me, it was like by the end, I really appreciated and got what she was trying to say. But I think the first 45 minutes of the film, it doesn't connect until we get like a cut over to like present day because it's all set in the past. And when that happens, I, I sat there and I went, okay, now I get what you're trying to do. Cause the whole time you're like, why is it just doing this? Why am I just seeing like a vacation? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's fine. But yeah. And then, and then I it starts making some darker choices. It makes more everything. sense. Yeah. I think I would like to see more of her as an adult. Like it's very just, yeah. Like if glimpses. I got like, if I got like five more minutes after the fact and everything, instead of it just ending, I think it would have been. Because better. some of it, like I'm, I'm also glad like they didn't explain some of the choices. Like, so she kisses a boy, like clearly her first kiss, but when, as an adult, she's in a, uh, in a lesbian relationship. And I love that it doesn't get into that. Because like it's not trying to like. Well, I think I th- I think it even shows like she kisses the boy, but she's not even like looking at him. She's like looking away. Exactly. She's looking. Well, the I think water, as much of that is just you know? she's not quite ready yet. Yeah. Like this is this is the first vacation where. But even she's a, she there's moments is, when they're like sitting in the water, right? And he's like, you well, can she's, kinda, she's observing like the you can kind well, she's observing the women also. Yeah. Yeah, but you can kind of no. I'm talking about like later in the film where like Paul Mescal sort of was like kind of knows that she's got something to tell him you know what i mean well i don't think it's i don't know if it's necessarily that as much as you can tell me anything she Mm. exactly he's talking about like you're gonna do drugs and have sex and like just tell me about it it's cool and she's like i'm not Mm. gonna do those things like no you are i did them like but that so i think what she's amazing i think i would he stays a little insular for my taste um because he's clearly like depressed and worried about like his state in the world but like you don't really know why yeah, without giving um, without giving it away, I think it's like exactly you know, well, where well, where it is, ends and stuff like that. Yeah, I, and it's also kind of the point of the movie of like she doesn't know it's why. a vague and memory. She's, she's kind of it's getting vaguer yeah. as the years go on. So all she well, has she's, is she's trying to all she out. has is the yeah. the camcorder of material that's there. Yeah, like what what was up with dad? Yeah, and like who is dad? And then she just Which, she just had a child, so she's she's trying to exactly. reconcile you with can, all that. Yeah, and the movie the movie is pretty open ended about like what's up with dad. Yeah, to whatever you want. Like I think especially towards the end, you can interpret that that end that scene a lot of ways, um, and they all work. Yeah, there's a like, mo- there's multiple interpretations to it. Oh yeah, whatever what relationship she does or doesn't have with him, his state of living, whatever you want. Yeah, the movie will accommodate, which is which is very nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I wanted a little bit more. But it's it's because I wanted it was a good thing and I wanted more. So like small complaint. 
Um, this one is the one that has one of the ones that has no Oscar chance. Yeah, it's no, so small. No, it's like, it, in uh, spirit you know in Gotham's. I, I think I, I, it was you. I told. I was like, "This is a Gotham movie. Yeah, this is a this is a hundred percent like, indie spirits, baby, all the way." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Gotham made for Gotham." Paul yeah. Mescal is going to get nominated. Um, so, but still, lovely, lovely little film. Sort. I, I don't want to say I was indifferent to it, but like easily shrugged off, except for like the idea. Yeah, the actual movie itself. Yeah, the, the idea. Remember fondly. Yeah, the idea, the idea is, is amazing. Yeah, it's one that I think it, it gets better when you talk about it or you think about it. But like when sure, you're exactly. watching it, like, you're like. Yeah, I mean, Which is what makes it kind of uh, not mixed, but I, I wish I was able to rave about the movie as opposed to like, what an idea. Yeah. I'm, I, it's I, good I'm, on I'm paper, man. Yeah. Oh, amazing on paper. Like on paper, if you were a producer, you'd be like, I have to make this movie. Yeah. Um, then we saw Tar. We saw, I saw Tar. You were there, right? I saw Tar the you, next You saw Tar morning. another time. Okay. Yeah. So we'll talk about it together. Um, Tar, also punishingly long, but very, very good movie. Um, welcome back, Todd Field. Um, and also, Kate Blanchett is a fucking force of nature in this movie. Um, could be shorter, but at the same time, has a a propulsion that does help it. Like you don't, I don't know. I never really felt the ending, in the length until toward the third act, like the end of the third act, the like sort of epilogue, mm-hmm. where I was like, you could end anytime now. But um, first and foremost, she's amazing. Yeah. Um, this this amazing classical uh, composer slash conductor uh, rock star in her field um, also potentially a sexual predator the movie keeps you sort of not guessing implies some of what has been accused of is true and also just doesn't get into some of the other stuff but is as much as anything about like a person in that position like at that point in your life and at that height is the cognitive dissonance just there? Like, that's what's interesting about it. Because if, like, this was a man, like, if this was about Harvey Weinstein, it'd be gross. Yeah. But there's something about it being Lydia Tarr, not a real person, mind you, but Kate Blanchett playing this this very believable... If, if this was a true story, you wouldn't doubt it in the slightest. And just this ability to, like, shrug off, like, impending disaster is is wildly fascinating and compelling. But I want to hear what you thought about it. Oh, I, it, it was my favorite film of the fest. It might be my favorite film of the year so far. Um, I was hook, line, and sinker throughout the entire thing. I agree with you. It is a, a massive examination on power, not just within this in, this uh, uh, you know sort of arts form, but or any art form. I think she's uh, she's the best performance I've seen this year. So there, it answers the question. It's my favorite film, and I think the best performance yeah. of the whole festival was Kate Blanchett. She's in literally almost every scene i would be surprised if she's not maybe every scene yeah. every scene um i think there's maybe like one cut or two that she's not um but uh but they're quick and she's propelled by this um fantastic screenplay by todd field his direction's solid the cinematography is amazing hildor and kate's con- contributing uh score um i mean this this yeah, to me plays she learned to conduct she plays the piano and she speaks german in the movie so like, i think she yeah, speaks french a little too to be fair so i think yeah, true. and so i think for me like this is this might be the best work of her career and that's saying a lot because she's kate freaking blanchett um yep. it's but it's so encompassing it's lovely lovely to have todd feel back a guy that you and i very much admire and i would i i, I think that um 
I think it is more accessible than people give it credit for. I think it could be like a sort of like a Phantom Threadish kind of film where it gets more nominations than we think. And in a group of 10, it gets in. I do know that, I mean, the, the Academy did like In the Bedroom a lot. It was nominated for Best Picture. And they did like Little Children. It got, you know, it didn't get Best Picture, but it got a ton of, uh, it got nominations. And yeah. I do think that. Wins are going to be hard for this film. I, I think, I, no, I, 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 wins will be tough, but I think nominations I, could happen. I mean, technically oh, speaking, yeah. I mean, it is, it, you know, you could even get Nina Haas in there if, if uh, you know, in supporting actress if you wanted to. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I think Nina Haas and, and, and. Uh, Nomi Merlant. Who's really, Nomi Merlant. Yeah. Are missing. Like, Nomi Merlant disappears from the film if she had like a scene if she came back and had like a scene she would have easily not even close yeah the you know it's that type of film where like she makes a very specific choice in the film Mm -hmm. and that reverberates to the rest of the film but she's not around for it yeah no for Uh, sure but no it's it's the Kate Blanchett show so like I would say um picture just depends because it is it is a very arty film um but they they like some arty films though it depends. Yeah, it depends on what mood they're in, and depends on what the the bottom. But if she, but if but the rule go. Is. But the rule theory is, if you have them winning, best actress, or best actor. Well, actor comes on picture more than actress. But I, I think you know we're starting to see. Yeah, I, you're right. Hopefully. But but I think with this year the actress categories are strong. They're stronger films. And, yeah. Well, I think what you'll have so, is you'll get you'll get the screenplay and maybe instead of the director. But you'll get filled in. Yeah, you'll get filled in there. She'll be, She'll in. be in there. You get some text below the line. Hildor, Maybe. Hildor, the score, yeah. This will be a I mean, bigger Hildor, play for Hildor, I think, than the other one because yeah. it's like it's a movie about music. You know what I mean? So it's exactly. like it's and like when can, and and you could also you know you can have Kate Blanchett and her do an event together. Yes, kill two birds at once. Though. Exactly. Like, it, so it's gonna it's going to play well. Like five assuming, in picture sounds about right. Maybe for, you know. I mean, the two things I would worry about with it are. One, if the like sexual predator aspect of it becomes the only focus, which it shouldn't be. No, but I could see there being there could be a like in the in the Weinstein days, they, which is amazingly ironic. But you know there would be an article about like is this a movie that that, that you know, makes you cheer for a sexual predator? Um, and the other thing would be if it makes no money, because it is a it is a arty film. <laughs> like it may not. Uh, no, it's but not going to break the box yeah, office. But I mean, like it could uh, it could easily be. Like I said, like a Phantom Threadish sort of thing, it could easily totally. be. If it, you know, if it has that like the first art house week, film of the year, if know. it yeah, if it does well, good art house box office, it's fine. Yeah, it's if it has is if it bombs at the box office, that's not helpful. It's well, not a, I mean, I mean, you know, Belfast didn't do really that well either. Well, I mean that you can you can I make mean, a good argument that that's one of the reasons that Belfast never was able to climb up. Yep. To that top. Besides where we we put it at number one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, in a world now where something like Drive My Car can get in, in an yeah. expanded. I mean, lineup, anything's possible. Anything's possible. They like Field, but I mean, it was generally yeah. one of the more positive films that came out of the festival. Both yeah, Venice and Toronto and uh, Telluride. Nobody disliked it. Some yeah. people struggled with the length a little bit and maybe thought it was a little full of itself. Which is probably funny because they probably said the same thing about Bardo, but didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But everyone loved about Kate, loved Kate Blanchett. Yeah, that's the um, number one thing too. Is like, oh, the film's a lot or whatever, but Kate's extraordinary. That's the, like the, all, I heard one thing, person. Basically, what it's there. Yeah, I, I, I talked to one person that was like, I didn't like the film, but Kate was amazing, and I was like, sure. Well, there you fair. go. Yeah, that's um, all you. Well, really you know what the thing is. Point. Before we move on to the last film I saw, and then we get into yours, 
because we were talking about Belfast, you'll appreciate this. You know what Belfast was last year? Hmm. It was the team that has like a five game lead in the division, but like in September and just can't close the door. They just can't win two out of three in the next series. Like they can never close the door and they let it, they let another team come up and steal the division at the end. Oh yeah. That's a hundred percent what that was. It was, they didn't choke per se, but they just never won the big game. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like they, they played, that makes sense. you know what they did? They played prevent defense the entire second half. Yep. So, um, last film I saw before we get into yours was Bones and All. Yeah. I'm the most indifferent to this film. Because, which is ironic, I don't, I don't love Luca Guadagnino. I think he's a pretentious filmmaker, mm. which is fair. Mm. But also, like, you know, I don't think this one is, though, is the funny part. Yeah. Like, um, it just, you know what it is? It meanders a little more than it needs to. Like, this is, this is a movie that should be, I keep, I hate always talking about length here, but like, it's a similar complaint. If this was a 90-minute movie, a tight 90 minutes, I would have loved it. Mm. Runs about 210, and there's a lot of repetition. Because when it gets into, like, the bo- the, ca- the cannibal bonding and, uh, you know, the cannibal scenes are gnarly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty it's pretty pretty graphic. Um, the only thing I didn't like, and I, I love Mark Rylance as an actor, I hated that character. Oh, I loved it. Completely. I love I mean, the, the camp of it. Kind of a, you know what I mean? Well, the camp just is a different movie. Yeah. And I, I loved it. You know what it was? I think, I think if more of the movie was like that, I would have been totally down with it. But like everything else is Badlands mm-hmm. and Mark Rylance is in only lovers left alive or something like that. Like he's in a, a much broader movie. I think he's just Still making a, like, a, interesting a different, I think he's making choices. He's making choices. And for me, they're going to, I mean like it worked for me. You know, it didn't work for you, but overall, I think like the 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 real thing about it is the other. It's just these two dynamic performances from Taylor Russell and Timothy yeah, Chalamet. Very, you know, it's lovely to watch them. It's very well made. Yes, individual scenes all work. The one, the other thing I really didn't like, and it's a very small thing, but um, they get rid of a character towards the very end in such a bullshit way that you the the emotional stakes are very are, not, are negated completely. Mm. Um. Like it's 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 interesting the way they did it. You know what I'm talking about, right? I think I do. I the think, sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. With the with the hair. Yeah. Okay. Which which it, it's fine. I noticed that, like, and then but my mouth was like, oh my god, they, they yeah, I, yeah. But they I just guess, move. I, yeah. They move on too fast from that. Like that should be either a big moment or a different character. Yeah. So you because so you get the like quick shock of like oh god. Yeah. Um, so or they, so or they imply the the thing that they message in there. You know what I mean? A more like bit. a more like a No Country for Old Men thing. Yeah. But like yeah. when 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 he leaves at the end, and you're like, I'm pretty sure he killed Kelly McDonald, but I don't know for sure. Exactly. But I'm pretty sure. Oh, I, um, oh. So by again, the way, ladies and gentlemen, I think he did. It, it, he wipes his feet. You know, wipe your feet. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, he it's probably pretty, did. Pretty, but you know, everything the Coens do is a little. Little. Ambiguous. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Quickly, um, it's a it's a cannibal road trip love story. Um, mm, Taylor Russell is a cannibal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Her her dad's been protecting her, and like she turns eighteen, he's like, "I'm done." Yeah, he can't and, uh, do it anymore. Oddly, like, and, and can't do it anymore. You oddly believe a, it. A sad. Than, you oddly believe it. Yeah, like because the, the opening scene is her wanting to go spend time with her friends. He says no. She sneaks out. They're doing like their nails, and like, and then all of a sudden she, she the, gets a little hungry. 
Yeah. Exactly. Like I don't. The, the friend might have been like flirtatious in a little bit, a little way. Yeah, I thought I'm it was. Sure. I, you know, it's it's this thing of sort of like lingering in. I mean, the movie does a a, a lot a, a job of sort of there's like a lot of lingering. There's a lot of lingering. There's a lot of uh, you know sexual um, ambiguity under you know underlying through uh, through them and sort of lurking in predator stalking and everything because they have to eat. You know what I mean? And um, so there's a little bit of like why later in the film there's a moral ambiguity and reckoning to the film. And I think that she's great. I mean, she was great in waves. She was one of the only things I liked about waves. I see. I love waves. I know. But, you I do did. Also. <laughs> um, but she's great in that. But I, I, I mean, seriously though, when her, when Chalamet shows up on the screen and she's with Chalamet, this movie just is like on a whole nother level. This is, yep. I think I like this more. The more I thought about it, I think I like it more than call me by your name. I definitely like it more than Call Me by Your Name because I don't. Like I know Call you Me don't. Name. I know you don't like that movie, but like, I like. I, I would say it's weird how he sort of meshes the, the 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 romance and the the tenderness of Call Me by Your Name, and the over the top, gory horror of his Suspiria remake, and brings them together yeah, which, here, which, and it works. Perfectly. And ironically, I like this movie better than all the other ones, mm-hmm. and I think I, I think I gave a thumbs down to Suspiria. I probably gave a like. A call me by name a positive review because I don't have a major complaint besides I felt like it was a little pretentious mm-hmm. um, a bigger splash I would argue I don't like like it's just too too full of itself but this one has some of a lot of the elements about him that I like it's just the package was you know what it was mm. I'm, as I'm working it out of my head it sh- I should have loved it and the fact that it left me a little bit at, at, at odds was like I guess I'm just not for him he's not for me mm-hmm. um, I'm glad I saw it it just there were hints at a at a really spectacular um, genre movie, especially. Like I think that's what it would be better as mm-hmm. than like prestige fair. Like it's also not getting nominated for anything. Let's be clear. I, um, I would make the argument though that this is the better Reznor and Ross score than Empire Light. It's a good. It's a very good. It's a very good score yes. as well. It's one um, of those where you're like, damn. It's it's like the Greenwood. It's like, damn it. I think the score yep. is in a better is in the other film, but the other one's going to get nominated, Maybe. and that's fine. I could see that. You know what I mean? mean? They're both great. Yeah. Both um, great. But this is this is this is probably the hardest sell to the Academy of anything we saw. Yeah, but because uh, they're gonna. But there I mean, were also a lot of. This is the only film I saw besides maybe <laughs> that there were walkouts. Like, yeah, this movie very quickly lets you know if it's see, for you my, or not. by the time I saw it the last day, and yeah, so you the, were, the people correct, knew what they were getting. They into. knew what they were getting themselves into, and nobody left. I mean, I had. Hmm. Uh, not well, to not to brag, I, but I like a, like us, uh, like the row in front of us had Chloe Zhao in it, and she was like yeah, yeah. eating it up. Did no you throw popcorn at her? No, I did not. No. Um, I think I might have had to, like, especially if you like, you know. So I'll, I'll preface by saying if I knew them, because like you do this the same way, not quite to the same extent because of the location, but like you know, we get to talk to these people. Yeah. We get to sometimes become like vaguely friendly with them. Yeah. Like there are people who are straight up friends with some of these filmmakers, which is as yeah. long as you can review them independently, it's great. But like some of the people that I know, I would have had to like throw popcorn and be a dick to them because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like they would enjoy it. Like because that's the thing about the festival. It's just like a like it's a it's almost like a sleepover in a way. Yeah, it's like a, uh, it's the best camp. Yeah, but mm-hmm. can I tell you, somebody? There were a couple people who left that movie with like ten minutes left. Really? Well, you you think about there's a bloodbath at one point. Yeah, like that, they were just like I'm done. Yeah, um, I can't take it anymore. Was, I'm exactly. sure there's people that are going to walk out at multiple points, but also it's like it's going to play to different. It's going to play better to the crowd. It's like I think Miles will like it a lot. Oh, I think it'll yeah. play closer to. 
I mean, the horror fan that it'll play to the the prestige fan. It might play well to both. It's just you know, I think it'll play well to more middle and and younger ages than it will like older ages because older people are gonna like. Because everybody that I talked to that was kind of like our age or below, they were like, "Yeah, this movie rules." And anybody that was like of a certain senior age that was there at the festival was like, "I just couldn't get over it. it was a it was too bloody." And I'm like, "It's also like." the point it's a cannibal movie what the hell did you expect you know i mean like exactly did you expect it to be you know like it's it's like it was going to be pg you know so um but no, no I, it's, I, it's not I, I love I, I, I love the film i think it's fantastic um the, the it's the it's a little bit of a slow burn but like we'll talk about it more when it comes out um do the movies that i haven't seen quickly because i want to i want to wrap up so, so i only so i only had two more and then we can wrap up so one yeah. uh, was one of the other premieres that was at um, Telluride, and it was the Netflix film The Wonder from Sebastian Lelio that uh, stars uh, Florence Pugh, which... Um, which I'm going to see, I think, here in Toronto. Yes. And um, I liked it. I thought it was a really good slow burn. Uh, I thought for a while, I thought it was going to be like this year's The Lost Daughter, and I was not going to like it, but yeah. then I think... The more I've thought about it, I, I've, I've appreciated it more than something like The Lost Daughter. I think it has like this really great performance from Florence Pugh. It's probably her best work since Lady Macbeth. Um, and I think that the, the kid's great. It's got the wonderful Ari Wagner doing cinematography, making uh, the Irish countryside always look uh, very green and hilly. Um, Tom Burke's very good. You got Toby Jones and Karen Hines as well in it in small parts. Uh, it's kind of this movie that is about the idea of miracles and examining them through logic versus religion. You know, that old pastime joke. Mm. And I mean, yeah. uh, it's only an hour 40, but it, it really moves as this slow burn. And if you can buy into the reasoning for the ending, then it'll be very satisfying for you. I don't think it's of Lelio's best work, but it is in line with sort of his... Uh, vast, uh, you know, fem- feminine uh, characters uh, struggling against power dynamics that I think he's really well with, yeah. and uh, so I thought it was a good movie. Um, I didn't. It think seems it, was great. it seems like art house fair. Yeah, it was. It was uh, like if it's, Nef- it's Netflix, Netflix is not they're not going to campaign. They're not going to campaign it, but if it lands on lists or if it builds its momentum, kind of like Lost Daughter. Uh, then, then it'll yeah, land. They're, they're it'll hoping, land stuff in the tech, hoping, and maybe exactly. Points. They're hoping someone else does the work for them. Yeah, they're hoping they're hoping everybody else does the work for them. You know I mean, which is which is what they're going to do with Blonde, also. Yeah, and that's fair. Yeah, I mean, totally. it's fair. You um, know, they just let it happen organically. They should do that more often. And I, you know, we've told them that. So, uh, and the last film uh, was also my last film of the fest, and I got to see uh, Kareda's Broker uh, with nice. Song Hang Ho. And, Which I may or may not be seeing here. Uh, I gotta tell you, I listen. You you know me. I love Park Chan Wook, and I can't wait to see a Decision to Leave. I don't know how Korea didn't pick this movie. I don't know how they didn't pick Broker. I sat here and I went like, this to me seems like more of a slam dunk for them to get in because if they don't get in for Decision to Leave, they're gonna regret it because like this movie has the heart. Yeah. And it has, it's, you know, for, for many people that know, don't know, and Joe, I think you know what the premise of the film is. It's like, you know, in, the, in, the, in this area where they live, there's, uh, the, there's this business that basically, like, you can, if you don't want to take care of your child anymore, you can drop them off in this yeah. box. 
and it's a baby box and it's basically like you know as one does as one does and uh basically song hang ho and his associate they take the baby that you know that they work at this clinic with and they sell them on the sort of black market to you know to uh, to families that um that want uh, a child but can't get them you know legally through the the right yeah. channels and but it becomes this sort of uh, what's the best way to say it like this unconventional family road comedy dark road comedy i guess in a very tender As way it's also like an investigative film because they have like the police on their tail and so there's like three different stories going on there's like a lot of reveals as well uh, but it has that earnestness that we know um director you know Hazuku or Kareda to have you know shoplifters and you know and various other films that he has done throughout his uh, career uh so uh like nobody knows an afterlife and uh, like father like son and so i i think you know they announced recently that japan picked another film so that was like the five percent chance that japan was going to pick broker so they picked what they pick i forgot something else it right? was something else that was not it was basically it was just wasn't broker so it's not going to get nominated for an international feature there's the smallest outside chance that sung hang ko gets into actor but without international features it's going to be very very difficult but it also it's just going to be one of those films from neon this year that you'll get in the box set you'll see it um if you're exactly. a critic and that's uh, honestly one and, of the things that makes me think i don't have to really worry you don't have to it. but it was great to see it with an audience because 100%. because of the and that's the thing it's like some of these you can see and you go oh i can just wait for the screener oh i can just you know see back at home or whatever and you'd be fooling yourself because seeing it with that audience i mean song kang ho introduced the the you know the the film and everything it was super obviously the the coolest guy on the planet it was packed at the palm which is one of the bigger theaters on the last day joe and yeah. it was one of the last big screenings that they had there so everybody was there watching it all together and there wasn't a dry eye in the house by the end so it was one of those experiences where you're just like damn you know if i would have skipped this i probably would have missed a hell of an experience but also like a really really good movie um i do think that it wraps up a little too quickly and uh and uh, but other than that it's it's um it's it's a really good one too awesome cool and then that's it and then i went uh shout out to mark johnson i went to what is it brown dog pizza and i had some pizza there he mentioned he mentioned a couple of places i only went to uh there's that burger place on main street yeah that's really yeah airbnb that's really good and then i was at the the french restaurant for the sunny party la marmont yeah oh that place that was delicious that place i mean my god yeah so I, i will probably be back next year if i can stay a little cheaper i will be back next year and yeah um, i just need to either budget it differently or figure out a cheaper way to stay yeah but we we had a good time it was great seeing you and we got a bunch of stuff to talk about here movie wise so that will feed into further conversations um i uh you'll definitely be back um i was gonna say if you want you can come back for toronto but that's just gonna be a tease (laughs) here's all the things you didn't see um just you and miles feeling terrible about yourselves um but you will definitely be back. And uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. So uh, here, say where you can be followed and promote your stuff to your heart's content. 
I will I will allow cross promotion today. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterbox at Ryan McQuaid seventy seven. You can find all my reviews that I wrote for uh, the Telluride International or the Telluride Film Festival. I almost try to put international in there. It's just low. It's just in the United States. Uh, it's because Joey and I are tired. Um, you yeah. fi- you can find all those reviews over at awardswatch.com. Uh, also be having a bunch of other stuff at in session film and, you know, playlist and film speak and all that other stuff. Uh, lots of stuff still to come. I mean, Joe and I are Joe's in Toronto, but I'm seeing like five films in the next like four days. And, uh, it's like all these screenings going on right now. It's insane. Like everybody is trying to screen things now. It feels like a December. Yep. So, oh yeah, I'm missing, uh, don't worry, darling and Amsterdam while I'm here. I I miss uh, I get to see Pearl the Woman King so it's like I kind of basically get oh like I'm missing little, Pearl also but I'm gonna probably see Pearl up here yeah it's the thing it's like there's a couple of titles that I'll see the Woman King and then here. I got Blonde uh, so I don't have to worry about that for at, I think I'm getting a link for Blonde and then um what's the last and then Don't Worry Darling so I can see what all the hullabaloo is and I'm hoping that they're gonna add another screen Joe are you Joe Team Spit or Team No Spit. Oh, wait, sexually? No, just from the, the oh. Harry Styles. And oh, the, for this nonsense. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've never been so happy to not care. So <laughs> um, can I tell you, yeah. you know what we're going to end on? What? There was a, oh, now I can't find it. There was a meme mm-hmm. or a thing on social media that like, they didn't understand. Oh, you know what? I know where it is. Uh, shout out to Katya Woods of CCA. I think she posted it. Somebody asked for that controversy to be explained as like football. And now I understand it. Okay. Let me. Uh, oh yes, I saw it. Like it's like. Uh, yeah, hang on. I think I have it, so I'll read it and then we'll wrap up. Uh, I've got it. I've got it. If you want me to read it. Here, the internet is undefeated. Someone please explain this to me in NFL terms. Yes. So they said, "Coach is not so secretly sleeping with a player, making the entire team feel awkward, but especially the QB who's friends with the coach's wife." Also, the wide receiver with domestic abuse allegations the coach claims he cut for the quarterback's sake posts video proving he actually requested a trade. Yep. The, the, the kicker to this still is, wait, so what's Chris Pine's role in all this? Still missing that. Nose to the grindstone tight end just trying to make it through the season. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's me. I'm Chris, I'm Chris Pine and be like, I don't want to be involved in this. You know what? He's calling his agent be like, make that fucking Star Trek deal. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Awards Radar. Or, I mean, you can find Awards Radar at Awards Radar. You can find me at Joey Magazine, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, all that stuff. Um, we're all very tired. Yeah, we're all but, we're uh, all just running on fumes right now. Caffeine, exactly. caffeine, no sleep, a little bit of food, and a lot of writing in movies. Exactly. I reviewed all seven things within 24 hours of them coming out. I thought, I thought you know, writing five of nine was a lot. And then, yeah, you doing seven to seven is crazy, but it's also just like... It, 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 either way, we both we both deserve like a break, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So we will we will be back next week. Thank you, Ryan. And uh, until then, we will see you at the movies, film festival style. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content. <laughs>